I'm Tony Thompson. To you, EBO. This morning, Dinesh D'Souza is our guest. You know who he is. I don't need to give a big rundown on his bio. He was a political prisoner. He's an author. He's a filmmaker. And he is sick and tired of the United States going in the wrong direction. Good morning, Dinesh. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for making this movie. I was so stinking. I was mad before I watched the movie, and now I'm just lit. Well, we have been moving, um, well, you say in the wrong direction, but toward a police state Mm -hmm. with a surprising speed in the last few years. I mean, I don't think I could have made this movie even three years ago, because if I said I'm making a film police state, people would go, well, is it a film about North Korea or Iran or China? But no, it's a film about the way in which our basic liberties, one by one, are being curtailed and suppressed in the United States right now. And what made me the most angry about your film, Dinesh, is that a lot of it is just personal greed of people trying to get a leg up. That part just really made me mad. Well, what happens is you cannot create a police state with just people who are straight-out evil. You have to figure out ways to make decent people do evil things. Uh, That's the trick of it. So, for example, if you take some of these institutions, the CDC, you know, the FBI, some of the other agencies of government, the DHS, a lot of the people who go to work there are just ordinary people with families. They're looking for a pension. They're looking for a bonus. They're looking to be seen as someone who's cooperative with the government and not not a troublemaker. And so what happens is that the bad guys at the top steer these motives in a way that convinces an FBI agent, well, you know what, at 6 a.m. in the morning, you've got to go kick in the door of this uh, apartment, and there's a 70-year-old grandmother, and if she resists, you have to pull her hair and wrestle her to the ground (sighs) and twist her arms behind her back and pull her down the stairs if you have to, pull her into the street where her neighbors can come and gawk at her. And all of this is done not by a bad guy, but by a good guy who's drawn into a bad system. Yeah, and they're following orders. They really don't have a choice. The uh, the whole movie, it's it's great. It's called Police State. When when does it come out? When does it hit theaters? Well, it's on the verge. It's um, just in a few days. October 23rd, which is the coming Monday, and October 25th. We've bought out hundreds of theaters, and we're selling the tickets on our website, which is policestatefilm.net, policestatefilm.net. That's the only place to get tickets. You can't get them at the theater. You can't get them through Fandango or something. you got to go to the website. On Friday, next Friday, uh, October 27th, is the virtual premiere where you can watch from home. Uh, It's the full screening of the movie and a live Q&A with Dan Bongino and me to follow. And it's also the price of a movie ticket. Yeah, policestatefilm.net. Dot net. Now, I learned a lot because I felt like the surveillance and stuff with the Patriot Act after 9-11, we felt like, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about. How many times did you hear people say that, Dinesh? It came out of my mouth. I felt that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And yeah, and, and I was one of those people who was in favor of giving the government enhanced powers, thinking that this is the only way to stop the next attack. Mm-hmm. But little did we know uh, or anticipate that in the Obama years, those same powers would then be turned against domestic uh, political opponents. And so suddenly we find that, you know, we have become, in their eyes, ISIS and al-Qaeda. It's almost unbelievable. But now you have Christopher Ray, you have other top officials, Merrick Garland, saying this with a straight face, even in public congressional testimony. 
and they lie under oath. How how do leaders of investigatory entities lie under oath and not get called on it? We know they're lying. They're lying because they know that they have the full protection of the regime. Yeah. It's a little bit like all the people who went storming into the Cannon building yesterday. Hundreds of people. These are sort of pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine guys screaming inside the Capitol. Now, all the charges, or many of the charges that apply to January 6th protesters would apply to them. Mm-hmm. Parading in a public building, uh, you know, interfering with an official proceeding, all of that. But if you look at that crowd screaming and chanting, you can see that they have not an ounce of fear that they will be put into solitary confinement, that they will even be charged, let alone locked up for months or given long, you know, two-year sentences uh, for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. They don't have no fear that that will happen to them. Jamal Bowman, when he pulled the fire alarm, had no fear that he would be charged or prosecuted. So these guys operate with the sense of being above the law, because in effect they are. They they are, and you can see the line of demarcation of who's above the law and who's not. Can you not? It's an ideological line, and and the way I explain it in the film is I say that, you know, when a police state is fully constructed, then everybody is in fear. This is like Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago. They'll mm-hmm. come for anybody. Stalin went after many fellow socialists and communists and so on. But while a police state is being made, while it's under construction, so to speak. It always protects the party, the political side that is helping to build the police state. And that right now is the left and the Democrats. Okay, now I don't want to give a whole lot of the movie away because I want people to get a ticket at policestatefilm.net so they can go see it the 23rd and the 25th. Um, But what most concerned me is that people ended on a list because they flew into a certain vicinity and may not have even been anywhere other than on that plane that flew there, and they wound up being surveilled. I I can't wrap my head around that. Well, that's because when you get these um, bureaucracies going, they operate by list. There's no other way to operate. Think about, for example, the no-fly list. When you go to an airport, they just have a list. Now, let's just say your name happens to resemble the name of a terrorist. Well, you get on the no-fly list. Now, you might be able to get off, but it could take you a long time while they figure the whole thing out. So similarly, they create a system. The system will be something like, well, listen, January 6th was a horrific event. It was the greatest act of domestic terrorism in our history. So we need to cast a very wide net, almost the same as you would do if you were dealing with, say, ISIS. And so let's just get, let's just put a net that catches everybody who came into Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Doesn't matter if some kid is coming to rejoin his father for the weekend. Doesn't matter if somebody's coming for a convention. If they arrived within that kind of demarcated period, they go on this list. And then, believe it or not, and I don't mind giving this away, this is all in the film, but the beauty of a film is it's all shown to you. It's illustrated. It's right. cinematically depicted in a way that talking about it doesn't really, doesn't really do the trick. But yeah, you've got, you've got air marshals following that kid. You've got air marshals following the guy who went to D.C., even though he had nothing to do with January 6th, per se, didn't go to the Trump rally, didn't go into the Capitol. Just a little old man doing nothing, you know, and a lot of people who who have actual photographic proof that they didn't even go in the building are being charged for crimes. And then we've got the protesters for BLM and whatever other cause that's on the left who have destroyed people's lives and burned down buildings and every other thing. Nary a word has been spoken. And I realize 
that this is our nation's capital, but I don't understand how it's not equally as chargeable. Well, I mean, the left was burning the, you know, they were laying siege to the courthouse. They were burning St. John's Church right across from the White House. I mean, remember when Trump had to run into a bunker and basically mm-hmm. they, you know, he, I mean, so it's not as if they have an imperiled uh, institutions of government or, or imperiled the infrastructure of Washington, D.C. They certainly have. So, you know, the film is bigger. It, some people say, are you making a film about the FBI and about political targeting? And that's a big part of it. But so are other things like censorship, political prisoners. You know, if you look at the, in the defining features of police states around the world, they have mass surveillance, they have censorship, they have indoctrination in the schools and the media, a lot of propaganda. They tend to be one-party states. They try to go after or lock up effective leaders of the opposition. They criminalize dissent. So I mentioned political prisoners. So we see that all these elements are now present to one degree or another in the United States. So this is, for me, a very frightening idea. Well, and a firsthand idea because you were literally a political prisoner. What you were charged with, as you say, I don't know that anyone else has been charged with that. Not a single person in the, in the country has been charged with what, what I was. So it's using a triviality. It was actually exceeding the campaign finance law, something where they normally give you your money back. Mm-hmm. Or they just say, listen, you got to do community service because you, you know, you, a technical violation. But if you're a first time offender and you, you're not running some corrupt scheme where it's a quid pro quo, I'll give you money. You make me a judge. You know, if you're not doing any of that, I was just helping a college friend who was running for, uh, running for office. Uh, nevertheless, they threw the full weight of the federal government against me. So, but even then, that's 2013. I didn't foresee that it was the the beginning, the precursor to what would happen to Carter Page, Papadopoulos, mm-hmm. of course, Michael Flynn, uh, now President Trump. So we've seen a great acceleration and widening of the scope of the police state in the Biden years. Well, what's happening now, though, is people get it. People are understanding now, and that's why Trump's numbers are so high. And I'm, I really am so sorry that happened to you. I know that took years off your life that you didn't deserve to have. But it did show us that there is one side of the law that gets heavier with, with Lady Justice. And it shouldn't be that way, but yet they're the ones who scream, we get favored by the justice system. So their argument doesn't hold water, and yet we've got half the people in America chanting that that's the truth. Yeah, and that's the effect of propaganda. I mean, mm-hmm. police states generally have relentless propaganda, which can very well be the inversion of the truth. Um, so, and, and, and also our police state marches against, uh, behind a banner of being saving democracy, upholding the law, fighting for truth against misinformation and disinformation, even upholding freedom. So it's an Orwellian reversal, but it flummoxes a lot of people because they see the outward formality of law. Trump goes into a courtroom, there's a judge in robes, there's a bailiff. You know, the formal procedures of law are being followed, but what happens is when an institution gets taken over or corrupted, you have the outward shell, but ultimately it's, it's lawlessness at the core. And then you have people turning against the police, the good guys who are actually protecting us, because some of the bad guys who are at the top of these DOJ, FBI agencies are sending the good guys out to do their dirty work. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, the beauty of a film, I think, is that it can bring this home to you. I, I feature 
a lot of whistleblowers and, and informants who tell right. you how the police state is organized. And I also introduce you to a lot of ordinary people who have felt, well, what Orwell called the boot stamping on a human face. He, mm-hmm. That was his sort of definition of 1984 or of, of tyranny. And uh, the cool thing is if you go to the website, we, which we mentioned, policestatefilm.net, you just type in your zip code and boom, all the theaters around you will pop up. Mm-hmm. This is a film that I made for the theater. And so if you can see it with friends or with family or with a church group or with a GOP group, it's a film you're going to want to talk about. So it's really fun to see it together. Okay. I just tried to type it in and Google blocked it. So let me Google block. You yeah. mean are you saying that the uh, you put the ty- you put in the zip code into the website? No, it won't even let me go to the website. So I'll keep trying. Um, uh, that's how. Okay, that's I'll how check Google, it out as soon as yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try it again too as we're talking. But the thing of this is the the reason you all need to see it is because it could happen to you. It's happening to John Q. Nobody, and. It could happen to you. People need to see this film. Yes, absolutely. It's the most urgent film I've made. I sort of liken myself to an animal that's seeing a predator in the trees, and I'm trying to warn the herd that we know we're all in danger, and we need to be aware, and we need to take protective action. Okay, this site just opened. It let me this time. All right, so everybody, get your tickets at policestatefilm.net. This is a must-see so that you can argue against those who would say you are not telling the truth. It is not happening that way. You've got to do it. I've actually watched it twice. So I'm telling you, go to it more than once so that you can really get the feel of how it may affect you in the very near future. If they decide that you and I talking today is against something they decide that isn't a law, they'll just make it a law, and then they'll charge you with it. They'll find something to charge you with if they want to get you. It's that simple. Well, well, once a police state, you know, once the jaws of a police state slam shut, there's not a whole lot you can do. At that point, the only thing you can do is run. I mean, get out, get your family out, get your money out. But we're not there yet, and the point of the film is a warning and a call to action, a mobilization, so that we can all be, uh, both individually, but also through institutions. We need courts to be involved, and, of course, the GOP House, Republican governors and senators. There are many things we can do using the power that we have to restrict and block and even roll back this emerging police state. We've got to get it done. Thank you for making this documentary because it'll give you the shivers. It's not all crash, bang, blow up, smash them up, stuff like that, but it, the information is so vastly gut-punch reality that you're not going to believe what you're seeing. Thank you so much, Dinesh, for being here. My pleasure. Have a great day. Bye-bye.